You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. When we were looking at the last few Mishnayot in the fourth chapter of Beitzah, we talked about the fact that these Mishnayot are loosely connected with one another by questions of food. The issue with Yom Tov is basically food, because Yom Tov is like Shabbat in almost every other respect, but is different from Shabbat in the sense that we can prepare food, at least preparing what is required to be done on Yom Tov, not preparing stuff that we might have been able to do before Yom Tov. We said that while they, there is this loose connection of food, the Mishnayot are are kind of chained together by loose associations. Just like we mentioned the um, very common in Tehillim. So you'll see, I mean, you'll see it, for example, in Ashrei, that the last, the idea at the end of a verse is connected to the one at the beginning of the next verse and so on. So in other words, there's a chain of ideas running through the Tehillah. And then just as we have a chain of ideas running through the Mishnah. And we see a beautiful example, actually, as we move from the third to the fourth Mishnah in the fourth chapter here. So we closed before we closed on the third Mishnah with um, Rabbi Meir who's saying, Af pochet hotel. If there's a, a sealed building that's a, a, where a brick has come out, something has come out of the wall of this sealed building, Rabbi Meir says, look, you can... Um, basically hollow out or take out a brick and then take food out of the seal building. And the word uses pochet, he can hollow out from this building. And the Mishnah is then going to pick up, the fourth Mishnah of the chap of, of Beitzah is now going to pick up with this word pochet. Ein pochetin etanea. We don't hollow out a lamp. So we're moving, um, we're still in the context of food, right? But we all kind of, kind of in the context of food. We're moving from food to light, actually. But we're moving from hollowing out a building to hollowing out a lump of clay in which we might make a lamp. And look, I just brought you, I think we've looked at, at pictures of Roman lamps before, but this is an incredibly simple one. This is one that you could hollow out with your hand, actually. It's uh, it's in the British Museum. It's Phoenician, so it's from very close to Eretz Yisrael. Apparently, it was found in Malta, and it was made in the kind of 6th, 7th century before the Common Era. So it's more first temple than second temple period. But you get the idea. It's just a really, really simple lump of clay. And you can see in it that there's a, a sort of hollow at the bottom that can hold some oil. And there are a couple of um, ridges at the side where you could hang a couple of wicks. This is a lamp which could be used to hang two wicks. And we'll see in a minute about the we'll see in a minute the issue of two separate wicks. But the Mishnah is going to be saying, look, to start off with, just as we don't hollow out the building to take food, or Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says we do, we don't hollow out this lump of clay to make a lamp because we're making a vessel. And clearly, we can prepare food on Yom Tov, but there are 
we only prepare what we have to prepare for the day. We don't actually make a vessel on Yom Tov. It's not, it's, you know, it's like the Mishnah on carrying out a Brit Milah, circumcision on Shabbat. Rabbi Eliezer says you can make a fire and make a knife to carry out the Brit Milah on Shabbat. But the rabbis don't agree with him. They say, look, we only do on Shabbat what is necessary and we only do on Yom Tov what is necessary. And so along the same lines, Ve'enosin pech we're not going to make charcoal on Yom Tov because making charcoal is basically preparatory to some other smelting task. It's the kind of thing you do if you were getting ready to be a goldsmith. And we wouldn't cut a wick into two. So this is a this is a two wick lamp we've got here, but we wouldn't cut a wick into two because you're essentially making two lamps. If you cut a wick into two using scissors or you, the Rambam says, okay, using scissors or using a knife. But there's always a but. And actually, Rabbi Yudah has the last word and the halacha goes according to Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah Omer, you could cut the wick into two lamps with fire. What's he talking about? Well, why are we going to cut with fire? And the Gemara actually explains. I, I didn't bring the Gemara, but I thought the picture is, is good enough. What if we took one wick and we dipped the two ends into the two little um, wicky things that you can see on the, on the source sheet if you've got the source sheet visible? There are two um, uh, outlets from this lamp where we can dip in a wick. What if we took one wick and we dipped both ends in, one at each outlet? So we've actually almost built a circular wick coming in and out of this lamp. And then if we lit the middle of the wick, if we lit the wick in the middle, then we would naturally create two wicks, each one coming out of its own part of the lamp. Or you, we could, by the way, do the same trick with two lamps. If we had two of these lamps, we could make the wick lead from one lamp to the other lamp and then light it up in the middle. And then the fire would burn through the wick in the middle and we'd be left with two burning lamps. That's what Rabbi Yudah is talking about and the halacha goes according to Rabbi Yudah. Let, let's go on because the Mishnah then goes on with a whole, it's again, it's like a chain. Now we have a chain of things we don't do. These, This Mishnah is almost like poetry. I'm going to read it in Hebrew just because you can feel the poetry. These all start with Ein. Ein shofrim atacheres so there's a whole list. There's a shopping list of stuff that we don't do. And it's, again, loosely associated with food, but not completely associated with food. Some of this is associated with muktzah, with stuff which is not prepared. And 
we've said before that there are actually two themes in the tractate of Beit. So one is food and the other is muktza, stuff that's not prepared. Very important on Yom Tov. So what does this mean? Ein shofrin tacheres. We don't break up a potsherd. So we've we've been we've just been in the space of creating a new pot. Okay, we we're not going to create a new pot, and we're not going to we're not going to create a new pot by pressing out clay, and we're not going to create a new pot by breaking up a pot. Or by breaking paper, or by cutting paper. We're not going to break paper. To roast a salty fish. Apparently, they used to put a pot shirt or a um, a piece of paper on top of the fish on the griddle so that it wouldn't kind of wouldn't burn too much. A bit like using we use tin foil today. Actually, same purpose. Um, this tin foil is the analogy. Actually, yes, this is all about cutting tin foil. This is really about cutting tinfoil before Yom Tov. The Mishnah is saying, look, we don't cut up paper to make a cover to, co- to cook something with, just as we wouldn't break a potsherd to make a cover to cook something with. We wouldn't rake out an oven or a range. Although, by the way, the Rambam says, look, if you have to do it to cook, you can do it. But we can kind of arrange it. We can press down on the ashes and maybe that will make it suitable for um, cooking without having to actually raking out. We're not going to place two jars side by side to balance a pot on top of them. So we could make a kind of a new stove. If we had a fire between the two pots, we could put these two pots side by side and put a third pot on top of it. And then essentially we'd have a, a stove. And the Bartonora points out, it's such a beautiful comment on um, the from the Bartonora, actually. He says, look, um, uh, we don't put these two pots together. We don't kind of sort of we, we don't create a new creation. So we, we, we don't make a new kind of stove out of two pots on Yom Tov. We, 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 you know, that's like the egg which is which is born on Yom Tov. We don't touch it. We wouldn't balance a pot on a wooden wedge. We wouldn't actually do this balance a door on a wooden wedge. Because there's an idea that the um, wood is for burning. So there's a question of what is mukhan, what is prepared. The wood is considered to be prepared for burning, but it's not considered to be prepared for fixing things. Unless we've already designated it for fixing things before Yom Tov. So you wouldn't just pick up a piece of wood and use it to balance a pot or balance a door. And we wouldn't drive cattle with staff on a festival because that makes us look like a cattle driver. So we've said we can send presents of food to our friends and we've said we can even send a live animal to our friends on Yom Tov, but we're not going to drive it with a staff because... That makes us look like a professional cattle driver. And we've said many times in this tractate, we don't, we don't do things on Yom Tov that make us look like professionals. We behave like friends, but we don't behave like professionals. And the printed version, actually, 
of this Mishnah has Rabbi Shimon ben Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Shimon disagreeing, but that is not in Kaufman, and I, I haven't brought it because it's not in Kaufman. But there is Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Elazar ben B- B- Rabbi Shimon is in the Jerusalem, is in the Babylonian Talmud, but not in the Jerusalem Talmud. We do, however, have Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Notel Adam Kesam. Rabbi Eliezer says you can take a chip, this is a chip of wood, from from what is in front, basically what is in the house, what you've got around you, to make a toothpick. Really interesting. We're making a toothpick on Yom Tov, but effectively we're making a new toothpick because we're taking a chip of wood that wasn't previously designated as toothpick wood to, to to pick our teeth with. That's Rabbi Eliezer. Remember, by the way, Rabbi Eliezer is the one who says you can basically smelt a knife on Shabbat to make to carry out a brit milah on the eighth day. And the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Eliezer, and it won't actually go according to him here. He goes on to say, and he can actually collect wood from the whole courtyard and light it up because anything in the courtyard is considered to be ready. There's no issue with mukta anything in the courtyard. And the sages will disagree. He can take wood which is essentially in his house or right in front of his house. And he can light up with it. But he can't, because wood is for lighting. If wood is in your house, it's assumed it's for lighting. But it's not It's not for anything else. Umadlik, he may light it up, but he can't do anything else with it. The halacha does not go according to Rabbi Eliezer. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.